and this is your host, Bonnie Erick, and I'm so excited for today's topic with my friends Dustin and Amy. We're going to tackle the tough and sensitive topic of stillbirth. We hope that you'll come along with us and experience some hope in your own story, that as we share and have a conversation that you will walk away knowing that you are not alone. Dustin, Amy, I'm so excited to have you guys here today, and it's such a privilege and honor to have you on this podcast to share your story, to share your experience, and I know that if every listener will lean in, there's going to be something they can take away, no matter what their story is, to feel hope and to know that we can get through anything, Mm -hmm. and I know that you guys have some incredible things to share, so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. I can start. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go for uh, it. I am Dustin. <laughs> yes, I you are. are. <laughs> um, and I work for Brushfire. Awesome. Um, so we do tickets and registration. Um, I am the uh, director of product support, which just means I do a lot of things. Um, <laughs> you basically. do all the things. All of them. <laughs> And then also help with um, building out all of our event apps yeah. um, for conferences and stuff like that. Um, and I am married to the beautiful, the wonderful <laughs> Amy Elise. Woo-hoo. That's all you're going to say? Yeah, <laughs> Dustin guess. is brush fire. That is who he is. Well, <laughs> that is all he is and he is my husband. Um, no, I'm Amy. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I... What am I? Who am I? Mm-hmm. The big question. I know that's hard, actually. No, I get the honor and privilege to pastor at a church. I oversee a lot of different random things. I always forget one, but I do outreach, um, like awesome. you know, community things yeah. and things like that. And then I also oversee our widows ministry mm. and our single parents ministry, both of which I'm neither of those things. But I love. I but love, you love people. I love people. <laughs> And I also do um, some women's things, and I oversee our bigger women's events awesome. at our campus. And so, in groups, I think I'm technically my title is groups pastor. Oh, there you go. Plus, <laughs> all encompassing groups plus. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a lot of things. So just like him, I do all the things. Yeah. Um, but it it's really to basically what I do is I walk alongside broken people. Yeah. And so I love yeah. what I get to do. I love all the awesome. people I get to minister to and yeah. stand with and serve alongside. So. It's really fun. We're both from Louisiana. That feels oh. important. Yeah. So That's shout out to all the Cajuns. Um, I'm going to add some stuff because you didn't add anything. But, uh, <laughs> He's a dude. <laughs> yeah. So we've been married nine years. We just mm-hmm. hit nine years in August. That's awesome. Uh, we moved here. We've been in Texas for seven years. And wow. so... We, um, yeah, so that's our story. We have two dogs. We have a, a wonderful little English bulldog, Lily, um, and then a little weird-looking mutt that we love so much named Bristol. <laughs> I hope I she's not it. listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play it in her present. <laughs> we think she's cute. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. a little bit about us. But yeah. Well, and we met because um, we all worked together at yes. Gateway Church for a, a while, and yes. um, so we've known each other for... If y'all have been here for seven years, then I would say six years. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought it was less, but that's just crazy. You guys have put up with me for six years. Well, six years. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dustin's like, yes, I have. Yeah, because and by Dustin they, and I, yeah. we actually did work together in the same team, same department, and we've taken turns being each other's boss. Yeah. <laughs> which is really fun. And so Dustin and I can definitely have like 
awesome creative sessions and then we're just like seriously like so mad at each other (laughs) and so I love it Dustin because we have definitely figured out how to diplomatically navigate liking each other and not liking each other (laughs) yeah but we always come back to the like right Right, otherwise we're gonna be sitting here today I'm assuming true that's hilarious. Um, but no, we've we've actually walked through a lot of different things together in our seasons mm-hmm. of life, and yeah. um, you know, from loss to health issues to you know moves to yeah. all the things, you know, marriage struggles. Yes. We we've literally kind of been in each other's presence and around each other for a lot of different things, and so. Yeah. Um, I just want the listeners to know that part of you being here is because I trust you and I've seen how you've walked those seasons and I've seen how you've navigated the hard times and then how you've just fully lived the good times. And um, you guys are, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are kind of in this probably like weird season that's like good, but you've just walked through something really difficult. And so it's like that middle ground. And I say that simply because Jason and I feel like kind of in that place too, where like, There's so much goodness in our life, but there's also this sense of loss and this sense of pain that we're navigating at very random times when it hits. And so I, I'm very honored to have you guys. And I know that as we kind of get into this topic, like more of your story will come out and who you are, but I just want to commend you for how you've walked this journey and the the things that you've been through. And, um, I'm just honored that you've kept me around somehow, (laughs) like, um, to walk with you in the ways that I can in the different seasons. So thank you for that and for trusting me in that way. Um, so tell us a little bit today, you know, we're tackling a really big topic, right? We're tackling a topic that no one wants to ever say that they've been through. And one thing that we talk a lot about on Bear and Not Broken is that a lot of times people don't know how to approach us in our pain. Right. It's hard for people to sit in our pain with us. And I do want to see people today learn how to sit with people in their pain. Mm. Um, and I think that in this conversation, I'm hoping they'll walk away with the ability to one, sit in their own pain mm-hmm. and then heal from their pain but then also to help other people in their worlds navigate how to sit with them. Yeah. You know, and I've heard you talk a lot about that, Amy, of just, you know, sometimes people are just awkward yeah, in the pain. they're awful. They're awful <laughs> and awkward, and yeah. then every once in a while you get a great person, and you're like, why can't everybody be like that? Yes. Um, but let's start, you know, you guys share a few years in um, to your marriage. You guys were deciding, like, we want to start a family, and... You're having all those conversations and so kind of start there and like just navigate us into you know unfortunately the first loss that you guys experienced in that process yeah so i think when we got married our plan everybody has a plan everybody right? has and a it's plan. never how it goes never how it goes <laughs> but we met and got married and had all these plans Texas was never part of it. So literally like none of our plans. Have See, I'm over here Texas forever, baby. We are not so much that, but we love it now. We're here. Yeah. Don't kick us out. I won't. I won't. Uh, <laughs> and the rest of Texas. Um, but so we kind of went into it talking about kids like year three. Like we're going to shelf it. We're going to yeah. enjoy being married. We're going to yeah. figure out where we want to live because yeah. we knew we didn't want to stay in Louisiana. Yeah. And so we were like, year three, that's the year. And then I think year three or year two was when we moved to Texas. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And life was just different. And then yeah. we entered a really difficult season in our marriage and really 
we walked through some really dark places. And so mm -hmm. the, where the three-year mark hit up to like probably about year five, we really um, were navigating that struggle. And it mm -hmm. was really, really, it took everything. And it, kids yeah. were not on the table at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after we walked through incredible victory and breakthrough and just a miraculous thing yeah. there in our huge marriage, miracles. huge, yeah. um, I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And we weren't planning it. It was just really random. I found out actually God worked a total miracle to where we could go on a mission trip to Egypt together. And he wasn't supposed to be there. It was both, I wasn't supposed to lead it. It was like my first mission trip. And I was thrown into the wolves leading a trip of women leaders <laughs> to I still Egypt. Remember that. <laughs> and it was so overwhelming. The main leader that was like, just come. Yeah. It'll be fine. I, I've done this so many years. Like, just, you know, do the paperwork. She's like, two days before, I got to go. But good news is, if you can get Dustin on the trip, he can go. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and so on that trip, I had all the symptoms. I was late and it was mm. one of those things where I was like, am I pregnant? Yeah. Um, and on that trip, there was a, there was, um, amazing women on that trip, but there was one lady who had been a nurse before and I like the last day we were getting ready to go on a nine hour flight and mm. I just remember being so nauseous and so mm. sick. And I, I was, I think, 10 days late at that time. And I was like, maybe it's like the circadian rhythm or whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm in a different part but. of... Yeah, I'm like, maybe I'm on a different side of the world. Maybe, like, periods don't come over yeah. here. I don't know. <laughs> and so I was like, maybe I'm pregnant. So I remember oh. turning to her and just being like, okay, I'm 10 days late mm. and I'm really sick. Like, do you think I could be pregnant? And she was like, 100% yeah. yes. <laughs> so somebody was like handing me medication. I looked at her and I was like, what? which pill can I take? And I just remember <laughs> her being like, that one, yes, those, no. Yeah. And so I took the one that, yes, and Dustin just shoved the rest of the pills in. Because we didn't want anybody to know we're like in tight quarters. So he just took all the other pills. I'm not even like, sure what they were. <laughs> to wait until we got back to take the test and I remember the positive mm. test and just being like what is happening yeah and um that was in like November December and you know you schedule your appointment yeah. eight weeks out whatever and our family's all in Louisiana so I hadn't told anyone that I was pregnant except for um, our sweet friend that was in Egypt with us and that ended up being a total god thing um because when I got the positive test I texted her and I was like it's positive mm -hmm. I'm pregnant and I had just walked through uh, a miscarriage with one of my really close friends mm -hmm. and to the point where she came back to the office right after mm -hmm. she got the news that her baby didn't yeah. have a heartbeat. And I remember her coming back to the office, her telling me and being like, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, so I was familiar with yeah. other people around me. And I remember when I got pregnant, just not wanting to hope because yeah. I had just seen that happen with my yeah. friend. I remember <clears throat> talking about that in the, I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking in the break room one day mm -hmm. and you actually said that to me. You were like, um, you know, so-and-so like this and I'm just feeling this. Like, I feel so guilty. You said to me, I'll yeah. never forget because I was like, oh, that's not like Amy, mm -hmm. right? Um, you were like, I feel so guilty, but I just don't want to hope right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there was just some some big feelings to navigate, yeah. especially coming out of the season that you guys had. Yeah, and so... It was weird. It was, I didn't let my heart get committed. And yeah. so I remember, I don't know, I mean, and he can share his experience, but whenever we finally did go to the doctor and they, you know, they do the ultrasound. So for anyone who's had this experience, mm -hmm. you know, and then they can't find the baby yeah. and you know, oh, your cervix is the right size for nine yeah. weeks, whatever. And 
you know, I was still having all the, the hormonal yeah. things of being yeah. pregnant. So I was still nauseous. I was still having all the yeah. symptoms of your first trimester. And then he was like, yeah, sorry. It's a mm. early miscarriage. And, and it, the doctor at the time, his bedside manner maybe wasn't the best. Mm. And I think I remember in that moment not being surprised and just mm. being like, okay, but what's next? And, yeah. um, it was, it was really sweet because the lady who had been on in the trip in Egypt, her daughter had gone through two or three wow. like tragic miscarriages, yeah. and she had kind of secondary infertility. She already had yeah. some kids. Yeah. And so whenever I had texted my friend that, that had happened, she immediately texted her daughter who was on staff, mm. and I didn't have a relationship really with her. We knew of each other, but yeah. you know we have a big staff. And so she ran to my office and came mm. and was like, what do you need? And I just remember had so many questions yeah, and I didn't know. And she had had multiple, so she could say, I know this option and this option, this is what it was like for this one. And, yeah. and so, you know, making those choices of, do you have the DNC or yeah. do you let it, you know, go naturally? And yeah. I had no symptoms of miscarriage. So mm. it was Christmas, which uh, these ha- things happen at Christmas yeah. time. Mm. Um, so I just remember, I don't want to miscarry on the drive to Louisiana. That's yeah. a seven hour drive. And so I was like, do the surgery. And yeah. so we literally had the surgery the day before we left to go wow. be with our family. And so in the blur of everything, like my family didn't even know I was pregnant. Yeah. They found out because I forgot to take off my hospital pants. <laughs> and I walked in and, you know, we were going to tell them. We walked yeah. in his family's and I think his sister was like, why do you have that? What is that from? And I was mm. like, well, and then I turned to Dustin. I was like, you tell them. They're your family. <laughs> Um, we'll tell our own family. Yeah, and also what I've learned in our journey, and we'll get to this later, is Dustin's way better with his words when it comes to this stuff. Because I would have just been like, yeah, I was pregnant, and then you know, the baby's just not here anymore. Yeah. You know, like I would have just been like so nonchalant about it. But Dustin was like, well, we have a little one in heaven now. And I was like, wow, that sounded way better than what I was saying in my head. So that was that was the first, first loss. And um, I'll let you share your perspective, but I want to share like, also just the goodness of mm. that because I feel like um it was such a healer in our marriage yeah because up until that point a lot of the dysfunction was I am super independent I'm mm. super strong woman and Dustin comes from a long line of strong women mm. and so one of the things that was not in alignment in our marriage mm. was I didn't know how to be taken care of mm. like my dad left our family when I was 18 and I went to hyper like responsibility yeah. mode yeah and so I didn't understand how to let a man take care of me mm. in the way that God designed marriage to yeah, be. Yeah. And so I remember after we got the news being in the car and I remember wanting to go back to work because it was mm. the middle of the day and Dustin just grabbing me and through all the therapy and things we'd been through, it was so valuable. <laughs> he was like, he grabbed me and he was like, okay, how are you feeling? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay. And he was like, yeah. no, how are you feeling? And I was yeah. like, I think I'm sad. And he was like, no, use your feeling words. <laughs> And like sat there and made me say, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Yeah. And, you know, and he was like, you're not going back to work and just yeah. cared for me in such a sweet way. When we were at home, he like bought all the things, all yeah. the feminine things for yeah. me and like went to the store, got my medicine and just cared for me in such yeah. a sweet way. Even though he was grieving, yeah. he went into, I'm going to take care of Amy. And so that was the first thing that came out of it that was such a healing thing for my heart because I was like, oh, I can trust him with my pain. Mm-hmm. I can That's trust crazy. him with this hardship and know that he's good to take care of me. Yeah. Um, so for for me, I think that was the first thing that was just really, really sweet. So Yeah, That's good. yeah um, from my perspective, uh, I'll back up a little bit. Um, <clears throat> 
So in high school, I was um, all state in football. I won all the awards, all that stuff. Um, I went to play uh, college football. Um, and one morning I just woke up and, uh, that desire to play was completely gone. Mm. Um, so I started serving the church and leading worship and, uh, moved to Kansas city to, to go to school. And, um, you know, I, I still had known Amy from back in Louisiana. And so, uh, that's how we kind of connected, um, but I think for uh, our first couple years of marriage, um, and even still a little bit, you know, I was I was trying to uh, find my identity mm. really. Yeah. Um, because growing up, you know, I was I was the football guy, and I was mm. gonna, you know, go and play in college and go and play in the NFL and yeah. all this stuff. Um, so I didn't really know who I was even mm. when we got married. Yeah. Um, I know, mean, isn't that all of us though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We Seriously. are so clueless. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Um, so, I mean, I, I grew up in church, mm. uh, since I could remember, um, always served at church or helped with the, you know, youth group or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, after we got married, like Amy was working in restaurants. She was a GM of a restaurant. Um, I started working in restaurants. Uh, I was a chef. Um, and I was just kind of searching, like, mm. what what can I do? What, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? I always felt yeah. called to something big, but mm. that was ambiguous. I didn't know what that meant or yeah. how I was going to do that. Um, <clears throat> so that really tough time in our life that, um, has been mentioned a few times was uh, <laughs> was me trying to deal with the uh, chaos and mm. confusion and noise that was going on inside of my head mm. of me trying to figure out my entire life at the age of 23, 24. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I started having issues with... Um, just trying to block out that noise and stop that mm, noise. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I would go and work and, and get off of work and just drink to, to try to silence some of that noise yeah. and, and try to make um, sense of everything. And I, and I was just so uh, tired of, of thinking about life, life and what yeah. was next that, that, I just needed something to stop the noise and yeah. numb the pain. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that, talking about pausing, you know, kids not even being on the table, like, I I, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know what I was doing, so, like, bringing yeah. another person in this world is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is usually when it happens. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. right, right. Yeah. But uh, fast forward, um, you know, I got I got help, and we went to counseling and stuff, and um, yeah, I, I think that when we were going through uh, the season of her miscarriage, um, 
Amy is a very, um, she's a big girl, you know, like she, <laughs> she can take care yeah. of herself. I was like, also though, just because you can't see me, I'm not like big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. You should Let's probably not call a woman. Yeah, like, don't call me I, I got you. You're saying she can take <laughs> care of herself. Like, I wear my yeah. big girl pants. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can, we can edit yeah. that out. Um, <laughs> What I meant to say I know was, what he means in his heart. I know what he means. Amy is a go-getter. There uh, you she, go. She Rephrase that verbiage. Take care of things. Yeah. Uh, but like how she mentioned with when her dad left when she was 18, uh, she went and got three jobs and yeah. and supported herself and, and through college. Um, <clears throat> but what I saw when we first found out that news was Amy went into uh, task mode. Mm-hmm. What, what's next? What, what should I do next? Okay, how do I do this? How do I yeah. do that? Um, and the only way that I was able to kind of be that positive yeah. person and tell her, no, you're not going back to work. Yeah. Uh, no, tell me what you're really feeling. Don't just say sad, yeah. upset. <laughs> right. You know, how are you really feeling? Yeah. The only way I would be able, I was able to do that was because of the struggles that I had, yeah, you yeah. know, in our first couple of years of marriage, yeah, you know, I, and I got help and, and counseling and stuff like that. And then we got it together. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do that if yeah. the, the shitty things, yeah, you know, that's good hadn't thing. happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where, um, you just go to a doctor's appointment and you just think, Mm. you know you're gonna hear something normal and you're excited and stuff like that and then you're like wait what do I do what how do you deal with this yeah um so yeah so I mean it was it was a tough time and like as a man you don't really know how to react yeah um because it's not affecting anything in your body right um you just, uh, you know, I, I'd love to serve Amy and, and um, do things for her. Uh, but in that moment, you don't really know. Like what to do. What to do yeah, or yeah. what you can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is a, it's a pretty, you know, helpless situation. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> One thing I think that's really interesting, I just want to pinpoint some things that you just brought up. Like, first of all, I mean you navigating your own journey of identity like had that not happened you wouldn't have been able to show up the way you did which is which is what you're saying and I think what's so key about that is that we oftentimes tell ourselves that we've got it Mm -hmm. and I actually remember you saying that to me one time Dee you're like I got it like I'm fine (laughs) and and I think for men they need to hear like actually you don't and it's okay that you don't yeah. Yeah. Um, but find a way to deal with it. Find a way to be okay. Find a way to handle it. Yeah. Um, and that's not an easy thing. That's not an easy thing as humans, period. But it's definitely not an easy thing in our culture for a man to have to show up and say, I actually don't got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what I think is really awesome about you, Dee, is that you maybe kicked and screamed a little bit at the beginning. (laughs) Um, but you came to the place where you were willing to lean in to say like, 
I don't got it. Yeah. yeah. And I need help. And I want to show up and be the man, which is the whole thing that you were like your inner dialogue and the chaos in your mind was you want to be the man that you're supposed to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think as humans, we oftentimes, we pull away from the very thing that gets us to that. And it's often community and help and counseling and people that can tell us and navigate with us versus us trying to figure it out by ourselves. And so the first thing I want to point out there is that you are willing to lean in to say, I can't do this by myself. I shouldn't do this by myself. And I'm not going to do this by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, you know, coming and seeing you one day and you basically looked at me and it was like a totally different conversation from the person that said, I've got this to know, actually, I don't have this. And, and I hope that some people will lean into that of you being willing to lean into the process, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. everybody's process is different. Right. Um, and there's no shame in our process. And I that's the second thing I want to say is there is no shame in any of our process. Right. Yeah. It's different. It's where we are. It's what we've got to go through. And it's, it's how we have to navigate to be able to handle it, to be able to show up and be who we are created to be. Um, and I think the third part of that is it's so interesting to me of God's timing, even though there's loss, right? And right. we don't understand why you had to have the loss right I don't know that I mean maybe you guys figured out this answer of the why but I haven't figured it out yet (laughs) they're both shaking their heads no um we don't know the why right but yet the goodness of God was so clear in the strands of your story Mm -hmm. of you being able to show up for Amy in that moment to then actually where God can heal her identity which it's not in what she did right you know, which also was saying like, I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. my, my problem, way. my problem, my addiction was a little bit different than him. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Same, right. Same thing. Amy, yeah. we more share the same addiction. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I just think, you know, it's really beautiful to see what you've walked through. And I know that it wasn't beautiful walking through it. Yeah. Um, but to be able to see you show up and be able to say like, Hey, what's your feeling words? Like some guys are going to be like, what the heck is that? Google it. <laughs> Google it. Um, and we do actually address that on Bear Not Broken a lot. Like sad, angry, mad. Those are lazy feeling words. Yeah. And they're, they're, we're not taught often in our humanity and in our faith, unfortunately, yeah. to use words that actually describe and put meaning to what we're feeling and what we're experiencing in our emotions. And until we give them a voice and a name, they actually control us, but we think we're shutting them down. And right. so I just love that you guys learned that together. Yeah. Um, I think that it also set you up in a way that you didn't even know you needed in the future. Yeah. Um, to be able to lean into one another in ways that you never thought you would have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say, like, as someone who watched you do the hard work, <laughs> like, freaking crap you guys did some hard work (laughs) and you did it yeah and I just think like we all need to understand that when we are in our journey in our process there isn't any shame but it also takes a lot of work yeah Yeah. I always tell people it's all it's harder to heal than it is to stay in your pain oh yeah so like I always use the example of a burn victim and whenever they go to treat the burn victim how painful it is in that unit and you hear people yelling because they literally have to irrigate yeah. And remove the layer of skin in order yeah. to bring healing. If they just left it, yeah. it wouldn't heal back right. Correct. And so, you know, I think Good. that's, I think 
it is harder to heal than it is. And I'm, I've always been so proud of Dustin and his choice yeah. to do the hard work yeah. for our family and for Same. him to be able to heal. And so, yeah, for anyone who is struggling with anything, yeah. I think, you know, it's important to fight past the shame, yeah. past the uncomfortability of asking yeah. for help. That's right. We practice what we preach. I tell people yeah. on a daily basis <laughs> to get counseling. Like, yeah. fine, yes. go to counseling. There's Find no shame a counselor. in that. Like, I'll give you my counselor's name. Yeah. Just kidding, I won't. She's mine. Um, we but, don't share. Yeah, let's not share, actually. I, I want to be able to book her. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think, you know, too, like you talked about meaning. And I mm-hmm. one thing in our, in our story that I, I have, come to the realization is that um the why is the wrong question yeah. i don't think we'll ever know why god does think baby shouldn't That's die right. yep. and like why did i get pregnant if god yeah. was just going to take the life away yeah. like you have all these whys and i think yeah. that's our natural human bent yep. is to try to find the why to yep. make sense yep but for me, what's important is finding the meaning in it. And That's the meaning right. is walking through the pain That's and right. finding it. Yep. And so for us, like the first thing, like I mentioned, was our marriage and just this this solid foundation of yeah, like, we are good. going through a hard thing together. Before it was Dustin's hard thing. Yeah. And now it's our hard thing that yeah. we're walking through together. And also, it I physically was weak and I needed mm-hmm. support. Yeah. And so that was a whole new dynamic where Dustin ha- always felt like, I didn't need anything. I didn't mm. need him. I'm strong. Like yeah. he described that. Like that was one of the things he yeah. fell in love with me. Like yeah. my dad left. I worked yeah. two jobs. I got it done. But there was this That's whole That's different new... when you're married though. <laughs> right. And there's this whole new vulnerable side, weak yeah. side that he yeah. was like, oh wait, I can be the man that, yeah. that I know I should be because yeah. she does need me. Yeah. And so it was so healing. And then the other thing, you know, and like I said, there's good if you allow the Lord to work through the yeah. process with you and alongside you, he'll reveal his That's goodness right. in it. Yeah. And so one of the things, Dustin, my grandparents died when I was really young. And Dustin, I was fortunate to marry into a family that he still had his grandparents, which I was yeah. like, people still have their grandparents <laughs> in their 20s. Mine died in third grade. Um, and I loved oh. his grandparents. And he, his biggest hero is his grandfather. Yeah. And so right when we got married, his health kind of started to decline a little bit. We got to spend, I got to spend several years of our first few years of marriage just being loved by him as a granddaughter Mm. and it healed my heart in so many ways but my prayer for our kids was like god Mm. don't i want papa to meet our kid yeah because he's the only male in his family yeah he his grandfather only has three grandkids Mm. and so we're the only male grand you know so to me i held this huge weight and this Mm. obligation to give Dustin's child to his family. Yeah. And wow. he started to be in bad health back and forth. You know, he'd be in a rehab, he'd come out of it. Yeah. And so that year, so we went home for Christmas, we spent time with Papa and Mama. We were able to tell them um about our baby. Yeah. They they've had a stillborn baby. Wow. Um, and so they, you know, they were able to relate in their pain wow. to us and just, you know, be like, Well, there's one up there waiting for yeah. us, you know, that kind Aww. of thing. And then Fast forward, Papa went into the hospital right before New Year's and didn't come out. And mm-hmm. so he passed in January of that mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And he went to heaven with all of his grandkids and, mm-hmm. and his family surrounding him. Yeah. And I remember as we walked, because if you've ever experienced someone pass away, yeah. it's a very um, it's a very surreal experience. Yeah, for sure. And I remember, you know, Dustin and his sister just crying and telling Papa he could go. He waited till we all got there. Mm. And I remember I, the Lord reminded me of my prayer. And mm. I realized Papa is the only one that gets to meet our little one. Mm. And the timing of it, I mean, it, there's no way to like 
we weren't planning it and yeah. everything. And literally our baby passed a month before he did. Wow. And so I just, it was this weird reassurance yeah. of like, okay, there's goodness yeah. in this. My prayer was answered. Papa has yeah. a grandbaby to play with in heaven. Yeah. And it That's was just, amazing. it was just such a sweet thing. And so really from there, that kind of was like, okay, I think we're ready for kids. Cause we obviously almost just had one. So let's yeah. start trying. Yeah. And yeah. so being the naive people that everyone is, I'm like, <laughs> Y'all, there's so much we don't know about our bodies. Yeah. Learned, like, I mean, yeah. when you try yeah. to have babies, you're like, well, people, like, teenagers get pregnant. <laughs> exactly. Like, drug addicts it get pregnant. It shouldn't be that hard. Surely it's not hard. Yeah. And so it happened the first time we didn't try, so we went on this journey of trying. And yeah. so, I mean, we, we had tried off and on for three years, mm-hmm. I think. And so yeah. I think it was around three years, and I finally um, – I, find, I finally just knew because I didn't want to ad- admit and accept the title of infertility. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to accept that identity. I yeah. didn't believe that about myself. Yeah. And I didn't want that title spoken over me. Yeah. Like, I love, you're I love what you just said. I'm going to yeah. don't forget where you're going. <laughs> um, I think that understanding that it is something you're going through. It's yeah. not who you are. Yes. It does not need to become a title that you wear. Right. And I agree with that because it's the saddest thing for me. It, let me say it this way. It creates defeat before you've even gotten fully through your journey. Yeah. And so I love that you stood your ground on that and knowing that, yeah, that's something you maybe were dealing with, walking right. through, experiencing. Yeah. But that is not who you are and it's not a label that you have to wear. And, yeah. And I hope that as women are listening specifically um, and couples that you don't wear it as a badge. Don't yeah. take it on, right? Yeah. Because... Going through something means there's an end. Right. When you become something that's different. Yeah. And we we want people to feel as though there's hope. Right. And so I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I just I hope that we'll free up some ladies from wearing yes. that badge today. Yes. Because it's it's not who we are. Yeah. It's not who we are. Yeah. And so I, you know, it's such a weird journey. Like the weight is so weird. Yeah. You're watching everyone get pregnant around. Yeah. It just is like whatever you're walking through, it feels like you're walking. It's everything's highlighted. Like yeah. when you're single, all you're surrounded by couples, you know, yeah, it's like, right. it's like whatever you're walking through, everyone's like, getting married. All of a sudden I, I don't go anywhere and there's not five babies around me. You yeah. know, so it felt like it was in my face. Yeah. And so finally, um, after three years, I was like, you know what? I feel released to go and start having these conversations. So I switched yeah. doctors um, I love my doctor. So the same girl that came and helped me through my miscarriage mm. and prayed with me and walked me through that, uh, she was at my original doctor and she was like, I switched doctors. Let's switch. Cause if also ladies, it's important. Like you yep. need to be your advocate. You That's need to exactly speak up. Right. Yep. Um, because I didn't have a piece and the guy that I was going to yeah. is a Christian doctor delivered everyone yeah. and their mama's babies that I know, yeah. you know, and they all love him. But yeah. for me and my journey, it yeah. did not feel like that was the right spot. So yeah. I switched That's over to this idea. doctor and, um, and I started having conversations and from the gate, it was like, there was just awkward. Like I called the doctor's office. They were very unclear, you know, but we started yeah. the process and mm-hmm. anyway, that's walked through it. You know, it's like a month, one month you do one thing right. and then you got to wait the next cycle for the next and yeah. then you got to wait the next cycle. Yeah. And, you know, it's challenging for us too, because you know, you, you can't, you try not to go there and you try to be healthy and mature and whatever in your head, but it's like, I'm trying to attach blame. It's either my fault or Dustin's. Right. 
So I need to find out whose fault it is. Yeah. Like I really did have that. I struggled a lot with mm, it and I knew that real. wasn't truth, that's real, but though. I was like, it's my fault or his. So we're going to fix it. And yeah. you know, and so it really, it does affect your marriage in yeah. a lot of ways of yeah. like, even if you're not outwardly pointing fingers, it's yeah. like, you know, like, yeah. is it you or is it me? It's yeah. one of us. Cause yeah. normal people have babies. Yeah. Well, and usually we're, we're both thinking that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not saying don't it say loud. it. You don't dare say no. it. No. Right? But the energy and the vibe that that creates amongst yeah. each other, because I mean, I don't know if you guys, how y'all said nine years almost. Yeah. Right? We've okay. been here. Yeah. So long enough to know that like, you can tell when the other person, like one, when you're like going to bed and you're like, why can't you go to sleep? What is going on with yeah. me? <laughs> right? Like, is, yeah. or, or like you're driving in the car and you're like, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Because your, your brain is stressing my brain. Yeah. That's typically reversed and that it's Jason saying that to me. However, <laughs> it does happen both ways. Yeah. But I think like, it's so real in that the energy that it creates and yeah. your connection. Yeah. And there's such a bond and such a unity that happens when we say yes to one another, right? Yeah. And this is like one of the biggest unity suckers mm-hmm. that you can ever experience. Yeah. And so I think um, just that's so real. Amy, yeah. like you literally are thinking things that like if you said out loud to the other person, they'd probably walk out the door and never right. come back. Right. Um, but it's real because yeah. we're human and we're trying to solve a problem that we don't understand. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so, it, you know, we went through that journey. So from January to May, we we started all the tests. We did all the things. He's fine. There's nothing wrong. So I was like, okay. You it's know, my like, fault. Great. Yeah. You know, and it's all my fault. I have high responsibility. Like, mm. you know anything about strengths and yeah. all that stuff. Like, I like my inner critic is really loud. And, yeah. you know, like I take responsibility, um, which is part of what makes me great at my job, right. you know, but then also it's like, ooh can be yeah. suffocating and yeah. so I'm like great and I'm having this internal struggle he's trying to care for me so we go through all the tests everything's fine like mm. nothing comes up yeah. and then we're on to the next stage and my period doesn't come mm. like literally right after Mother's Day um our pastor Pastor Robert he on Mother's Day prays this really sweet prayer for people that yeah, are trying to it. like he makes everyone stand up he prays yeah. for mothers yeah. I love this about him but he prays yeah. for mothers but then he makes everyone yeah. that believe for children yeah whatever form so or beautiful. fashion he prays for them for yeah. their wombs for their adoptions yeah. whatever whatever method yeah. if you're a pastor listening you should do that you should it's do amazing. that because Mother's Day is miserable because yeah. that Mother's Day that Mother's Day I remember I wasn't working because we don't work every weekend it's every other weekend and I it's always hard when you're yeah. struggling. Like yeah. I have a mother so I can focus on her. I right. love her, yeah. but I'm thinking about myself the whole yeah. time. Yeah. It's miserable. And so I remember my team texting me, like I stood for you when mm. he said the prayer, he prayed real strong this year, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and so I looked at him and I was like, let's go to church. And yeah. so we did, we went to church. Mm-hmm. We stood up literally just to stand up for the yeah. prayer yeah. and just take that act of faith yeah. of like, we're going to be vulnerable and go and do this. Yeah. And, I was pregnant that month. And I remember I found out I was pregnant. We um, do a thing called presbytery, which is prophetic. Mm-hmm. It's not weird. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember I had a lady pray for me over. She kind of like pulled me aside and was like, what are you doing? What's going on? Like, she, And I was like, I don't know. Are you reading my mind? That's not how that works. But it's not weird. That's not weird. But that's not how that works. Um, and she prayed for me. She prayed for me to conceive. And the next morning I took a pregnancy test. And it was positive. And I, I remember being in my bathroom. The po- It said positive. I was by myself. Mm. And I started bawling, crying. Mm. And I'm not a crier. 
But I just kept praying, God, do not make me go through this again if I have yeah. to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to do this if it's going to end. Yeah. And um, so then I had to go through a whole work, like a whole day of work before I could tell him. And so I couldn't tell the lady that prayed for me the other day. Yeah. It was like eating me inside because I'm like, <laughs> I gotta tell somebody. You're, you prayed and it, I mean, literally I am. <laughs> um, and so I just remember just praying and, and everything. And I told him and mm. of course, like his response, I think a thing that people don't talk about either is that when you go through loss, it robs you of so much of your journey. That's like exactly right. You, it robs you of joy in moments that you should be fully yeah. like kind of naive yeah. and just joyful. Yeah. So even when I told him, he just was like, you're joking. Like, yeah. Cause we have been trying for so long. Right. It was so strange. It was yeah. the second time we saw positive. Yeah. And so that started, you know, really until I went to the doctor and mm. really until I was probably hit like week 13, mm. it really robbed my whole first yeah. trimester because I was yeah. so fearful. Yeah. Ruined his birthday. Yeah. You know, I told people just for the sheer sake of needing I knew that if I were to go through a loss, I didn't want to do it the way I did the first time, which mm. is all alone. Yeah, that's I good. wanted to have people praying. Yeah, I wanted people celebrating for me because I couldn't celebrate myself. Mm. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to tell our families. I wanted to tell everybody. Yeah. So we wanted everybody excited so that maybe yeah. it would ra- like raise up yeah. excitement in me. Yeah. What an honor it has been to have this conversation with Dustin and Amy today. And I know it's just part one and we're already ready to hear the rest of the story, but I hope that we'll take some time to just sit in what they've encouraged us, that their story exudes having hope in the midst of trauma and pain. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation today, and we look forward to having you join us for part two.